Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I want to thank uh, Alders Madison and Martinez Rutherford for joining us this morning, and I want to acknowledge the folks that are here from AFSME and MIPSI, um, our uh, local employee associations, and thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, and I also want to thank um, Greg Mickles, our uh, library director, and everybody here at Central for hosting us. It's always great to be in our libraries. And I am pleased to be here to announce the 2024 Executive Operating Budget. This budget focuses on staffing, on community and city services. And the capital budget, which was released in September, focuses on infrastructure and building projects. The 2024 operating budget strives to maintain a high level of service for residents in a fast-growing city. This is in the context of the fact that Madison does not receive its fair share of state funding and cannot access revenue streams that are commonly available to cities in other states because of restrictions from the state legislature. Nonetheless, we are managing our limited resources wisely and doing our best to invest in the things that help to build a better Madison. Madison is the fastest growing city in the state of Wisconsin. We have 16% more people in 2020 than we did in 2010. We have a strong economy, we have a strong housing market, and there's some problems that come along with that. We are have, do have a housing crisis, but do you know what? Those are good problems to have. Much preferable to the alternative. People want to live in Madison because of our quality of life, which is supported by quality public services. We have exceptional parks. We have great libraries. We have a strong transit system. We have reliable infrastructure, our water systems, our stormwater, our sewer, our garbage collection, our snow plowing. We have great public safety services and so much more that our dedicated city employees provide to this community. And the infrastructure that we provide at the city of Madison and in local government across the state underpins our economy. And the Madison economy, in turn, drives the economy of the state of Wisconsin. And yet, we deliver these services with fewer revenue sources than cities in almost any other state in the country. We're not allowed to have local sales taxes or local income taxes. And the sales and income taxes that we pay to the state are not shared equitably back with us. We're not allowed to have progressive free fee structures. And the minuscule increases in state aid, by the way, Madison received the lowest increase in state aid per capita of all major cities in Wisconsin. All of this forces a disproportionate and unfair over-reliance on local property taxes. Why? Because the state legislature continues to shortchange Madison. If annual state aid had simply kept pace with inflation from 20, or excuse me, from 2000 levels, Madison's share would be $9 million higher than it is today. And the state legislature restricts the use of property taxes to make it virtually impossible 
for city revenues to keep pace with the costs to provide services. Since at least 2011, when further restrictions were placed on municipal funding, Madison has had an annual gap between the cost to serve residents and the funding available to do so. As Madison's population has grown, so has that gap. The city has been innovative and creative, and we have found ways to balance the budget each year. We have found efficiencies across departments. We have limited the growth in our staffing. Today, there are 10% fewer city employees per 1,000 residents than there were in 2011. And we have used the limited revenue options available to us, fees and special charges, things like that, as prudently as possible. And we have found one-time funding, like proceeds from TIF districts, and most recently, federal funds from our partners in the Biden administration. Over four years, my administration has brought in over $428 million in federal funding. That's more than our annual budget. This is the final year, though, that we will be able to use federal COVID relief funds and other one-time monies to balance the budget. Beyond 2024, to be honest, the forecast is pretty bleak. Because our costs continue to grow, just for example, the cost of medical insurance increases every year for our staff. And just maintaining our current service levels is expected to cost $75 million more than our maximum allowable revenues by 2029. To keep Madison a place that we want to live, work, and play, we have to keep investing in quality staff and quality services. But the Republican-led state legislature has said loud and clear that they don't want us to. Madison is essentially left out of the recent shared revenue deal. It's clear that there'll be very little sharing of income, of the income and sales taxes that we send to the state's coffers from Madison's hardworking families. Due to these fiscal realities, I am requiring every department to reduce their budgets by 1% across the board. This will save $3 million at a time when the city's needs and the city's population are growing and not shrinking. This budget also requires 1% more salary savings than previous years across all departments, which will save another $2.4 million. Despite these challenging restrictions, my budget does make modest investments to improve city services and maintain a high quality of life. We are spending $3.2 million for free and fair elections, including a presidential election next year. This is so we will have an ample number of polling places, poll workers, and materials, so that all residents who are eligible to vote will have access to the ballot and be assured that their vote will be counted. We're adding an EMS coordinator in the fire department to help address workload issues and to help manage the Madison CARES program and our top-notch paramedic, community paramedic, and emergency services programs. We are funding a third-party contract to transport people to Wisconsin's secure mental health treatment facility. Previously, these folks had been transported in squad cars, which is not good for them 
and it unnecessarily takes patrol off of our streets where they belong. So we are investing money in a third-party transport so those patrol cars can be on our streets keeping our city safe. This budget also includes a modest pay increase for general municipal employees to help them keep up with inflation and ensure that the wages of city workers that are not allowed to unionize by the state keep pace with what we've bargained with the city's unionized workers. There were a lot of really good ideas proposed by city departments this year. I had to make some really tough choices based on our financial conditions and key priorities and trying to keep in mind the long-term fiscal health of the city. I regret that I can't fund all of the good ideas that departments had, but I think we've found the right balance. And I want to say a big thank you to our excellent staff at the City of Madison. Because of them, and because of the strong investments that we have made over the years, the City of Madison will continue to provide the best services possible to our community. Our focus will continue to be on public safety, strong neighborhoods, opportunities for young people, housing affordability, and facing the climate crisis. My 2024 operating budget continues these investments and builds towards a more resilient future for all of our residents. Before closing, I want to thank our finance director, Dave Schmidicke, and our budget manager, Christine Coe, and their team for the hard work that they've done over the course of this year. I want to thank all of our city agencies who work hard to develop their budgets and make proposals. And I want to thank, again, our exceptional staff, who often make less than what they could in the private sector, but love our city, love public service, and provide excellent services to our residents. I look forward to discussing this budget with the City Council, and I thank them in advance for their support of the important projects in the budget. Thank you all for being here, and I'd be happy to take any questions. If there are any. Yes? For the people watching at home, what would you say like for people's taxes in 2024? Anything you'd like to address about that? You know, we, again, are... Um, very limited by the state legislature in how much we can put onto the property tax levy. Um, so I think between that and the incredibly strong housing market that we're seeing, um, there will be an impact on taxes, but it won't be a very significant one. Any other questions? About a month ago, uh, Fox News released a headline nationally about the defunded police department in the city. Uh, I'm seeing in this budget uh, the key part of the police department that is being funded here is specifically the transportation out to Winnebago. What would you say to address those concerns about funding for that department? I think Fox News needs to check their facts. Um, the police department is actually probably the largest single item in our operating budget. Um, and aside from the 1% cut which all agencies took this year, um, they are funded at a cost to continue level. Um, and in addition, they're getting a new position for records um, and obviously the transport contract. Other questions? All right, thank you all very much for being here. Have a great rest of your day.